Hi, I'm Jill Wright, founder and CEO of Executive Shine. And on behalf of myself and my phenomenal guests, we want to welcome you to Executive Shine Soul to Soul Conversations. I am so honored to bring you some of the world's most fascinating and dynamic leaders who often only have one thing in common, uncommonly outrageous positive impacts on people and businesses. They are leaving this world a much better place. So kick back and join us. Grab a few insights you can immediately apply to leverage your leadership and foster greater authentic connection in a world that's become increasingly disconnected. We so desperately need you to shine your light bright. Enjoy. Welcome to the show, everyone. Tonight, I'm so excited to share with you a a brilliant friend of mine. And she has just made such an impression on me and everyone she touches. And now she's taking that and going national and international with her impact. So she's the mother of six, grandma to four, married for 35 years, serial entrepreneur, broadcasting internationally. And she's been, she's been through it. And so what we're going to talk today, just a really authentic conversation about how do you get how how do you get through these things what is balance or is that just a bunch of crap you know how do you maintain your relationships with family with business with all of these things and keep it all together so today i welcome kim bassett my dear friend welcome to the show oh thank you i am so incredibly excited to be here. So thank you. (laughs) Well, tell us, you know, it is no small feat. Actually, to be honest, it's an Academy Award winning accomplishment these (laughs) days to, to number one, stay married for 35 years. But in addition to that, you've also raised six kids. Yes. kids and and a business and you know all of the things that go along with being an entrepreneur and running your big organization so talk to us about that I know that it it hasn't been easy and often I talk with people about the the struggles that they go through Mm -hmm. are actually what leads them to their purpose and oh, yeah. where they can make the most impact in the world. So tell us. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it started at, you know, I didn't go out of my way to say, okay, I'm going to have a big family. I'm going to have six kids. My oldest daughter, she laughs because she's like, well, my mom, you know, people ask her, well, how did you get six kids? And my, she was like, well, my mom wanted four. My dad wanted two. They ended up with six. But um, no, I have six. I have four boys and I have two girls. And 
luckily I'm at a stage now where the oldest is almost 33 and the youngest is almost 21. So that, you know, that 12 year span and that allows, you know, for a lot, there was one time I had a kindergartner all the way to senior, four different schools. My two oldest boys were state champion. We were in Texas at the time. My two boys were state champion swimmers. And so, you know, the little kids got drug around a lot. And sometimes we were, I mean, obviously after three, you're out of arms anyway. Um, but yeah, it started, you know, that, that way. And I was, when I started with my first, we were little, I worked corporate America. My kids had a nanny. My, <laughs> so there was a lot of evolution that occurred over the years. Um, my dad was an entrepreneur. Um, he was a school teacher. I also worked as a school teacher for a few years, for about seven years. I was a substitute full-time teacher and I had businesses and ran these kids. And I'll tell you, my oldest two boys said they have probably changed more diapers than most men in their lifetime. So, you know, when you have a large family, you all help each other, right? You all take care of each other. And, you know, although my children, I seriously doubt all of them have told me, do not expect us to have a lot of kids. Um, but, you know, they, I've watched my children and especially my two oldest ones right now who have children turn into these amazing fathers and amazing husbands. And I'm really, really proud of them. Well, and I think, you can take a lot of credit for that you know there's a lot of people right now have let's say reevaluated their values mm -hmm. so people who were in corporate america and who then were now tasked working remotely now are maybe saying you know i don't know if i want to go back to work and you know, and sacrifice my family. And, and then there's also those that are like, give me a break. Oh my God. This whole yeah. school of kids is like driving me crazy. So, so what, what things really built your family? Like, how did you build that bond with them? Um, well, number one, I, with my children, they are my everything. And I really, it was family first, you know, they were each other's best friends. I said, at the end of the day, there's going to be a day that, and my kids, ever since they were teeny tiny, I was like, there's going to be a day that your dad and I may not be here. And all at the end of the day, all you have is each other. Yeah. Did they fight? Did they, you know, pound on each other? Yeah. That's just normal stuff. But I think it was doing things together. You know, we, we, you know, we're blessed. We, for a period of time, we had a boat, you know, going and doing things and being together. That was the biggest thing um, that we promoted was always doing stuff together. But I have to tell you, um, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, I did it all perfect. I'll, I'm very on the record to say that a lot of my life, right, in the, in the heat, in the middle of it. I was in survival mode, right? As I look back on it, I think I was just, I wanted to be that super mom and I ran really hard, right? And I did things and I wanted them involved in things. But, you know, there came a point about 12 years ago, 13 years ago, that my health hit the pavement. And I, 
you know, was, the doctor told me I had to put my life in order and it took me several years. And as I've gone through the, probably the last 12 years, I look back at that time. And like you said, you know, when you were introducing me, you know, the things we go through is what brings us our purpose. So, and our purpose changes, I believe, but yeah, I mean, I so and my purpose was to be the best mom to create these amazing humans with values and are my kids perfect? No, but gosh, you know, when we moved, when I moved to Las Vegas, where we are now from Texas, when I had my four, my uh, three boys were still there. And then I had a daughter at school. And then I had my two youngest ones here with my husband and I, and people would call up and they'd say, I just saw Parker at AT&T or Brad at ATT and, you know, or Tyler and at the restaurant. And you just have the best kids. They're so well-behaved. They're so great. And, you know, but we expected a lot, you know, I wasn't, and my boys have said when they were teenagers, they're like, mom, you're not the nice mom. And I'm like, I'm sorry. They said, no, that's a good thing because we see kids who are really getting in trouble. Yeah. And I think that's really true. And to, to practice tough love with them. And a lot of people don't understand, and we could have a whole show on boundaries, but the, the, a lot of people don't understand how to, that, that boundaries actually create safety and, and they create security for the kids and having those expectations. So Mm -hmm. talk about how you implemented some of those expectations, not only for them, but then when you hit the, when you hit the pavement, then you had to do it for you. That was the hard thing. I am that person who gives and gives and gives, right? I want to take care of you. I want to empower you. I want to help you. And for a BHAT to have to learn, I still catch myself. And I have daughters who also help me catch myself when I'm not taking care of myself. Um, But I knew the body could heal itself. I knew I had to change and do things different. I had to shift. I had to shift the mindset. I had to shift how I looked at things. Um, And you were talking about boundaries. I didn't have any. I didn't. And I have learned and have recently keep relearning the importance and the power that comes from boundaries. We teach people how we want to be treated. Absolutely. We teach them how we want to be treated. So, you know, I, you know, I look back and I thought, oh my gosh, I have all these tools and I have these skills now. And yeah, my younger children have benefited a little bit more from it. But I feel so I had such guilt with my older children because I'm like, oh, I didn't teach him this and I didn't give him this skill and I didn't give them that skill. And I think I, I can't remember who it was. It says that there's an expiry date for where our children can hold us hostage of what we didn't do. And I think we need to give ourselves that same grace. Yeah, it's so true. It, and um we're responsible to give them the boundaries, set the expectations, and and also to cultivate the unique gifts within them. Yes. When, when they see, but that goes two ways. Not only do we cultivate the gifts within them, 
but they watch, you know, they is, do. is mom doing that for her? Yeah. So I think it was even more so powerful for my daughters because my daughters, so it's three boys and then girl, boy, girl. And when some of this stuff started hitting, I started and the way I talked about myself, you know, about my looks, about my body, about different things, um, they would repeat, they would, you know, talk about those things. And I just was like, having to bite my tongue. And I still do. And I'm better, right? I'm definitely better. We're all, you know, definitely in a progression. Um, I don't believe in perfection anymore. I used to call myself a perfectionist and I can, and I had a great mentor, um, Joel Bauer, and he says, we are progressionists. And when he said that to me, it was like a bolt of lightning because we really are, we're not here to be perfection. And I hear it. Right. And every time I hear it, especially from another woman, I just grab her hand. I'm like, okay, I'm going to teach you this. Um, you know, as, as, as parents were teachers, you know, first and foremost, and we're there to just give them that love. And sometimes it's hard to even love them through that. Um, you know, like I said, you know, I've got great kids, but you know, we, I've had some hard times where I, um, didn't have really a relationship with one of my daughters for a really long time. Um, and that about just killed me to the core. Um, but that she taught me even more from that experience. Um, and I, you know, recently I was in, um, I had January, I was having some heart stuff. I was really stressed out, you know, with, um, my businesses and such and my son, my oldest son. So this is kind of come back full circle about what we were talking about. He called me up and he said, instead of saying, Hey mom, how are you doing? It's, Hey mom, we're in trouble. And his wife is pregnant with twins, twin boys. And he had been out of work because of COVID. And he had, they had a two and a half year old daughter. And she was um, pregnant with these twin boys. And one of them wasn't growing. Her heart rate, you know, um, her blood pressure was like sky high. And he's like, you know, they might have to take the twins. We need, we need your help. And so, you know, Mama Kim comes, <laughs> comes in and I had three intentions. My intention was to have a healthy, um, babies, no, no, no ICU time, have a healthy mom and dad marriage. Right. And that our rela- relationship stayed intact. And I know that was a big ask this. I'm going into my daughter, daughter-in-law's home, right? This is her little nest. And my biggest thing is that there's such a stigma with daughter-in-laws and mother-in-laws and moms and daughters. And I really feel that a lot of what I went through the last, you know, several years and with my own daughter and my daughters is for that moment. And I ended up there for three months, Jill. Wow. And within the first week, um, you know, we kind of, I just went into mode of getting things organized, you know, taking care of her, um, taking care of 
little girl, you know, Olivia and my son. And within one week, the doctor said her blood pressure was back to normal. And she, we were, and she was getting IVs and different things like that too. But I would massage her feet every night. I would, you know, massage her back or wherever she needed to do to just kind of release that, that stress. And she's on these mom groups and, um, the, they were saying, Hey, I, I need help. I'm having problems. The one mom said, and she goes, Hey, should I just tell them to have their mother-in-law come? (laughs) You know, and it wasn't easy. There was tough times there too. There was times I hit the wall. There was times my son hit the wall. Luckily we all didn't hit the wall at the same time, but you know, we just knew what our boundaries were. I knew when I needed to do some self-care where I needed to sleep. Um, I let them know that they let me know when they needed that help. Um, you know, who was doing what, but there was just communication that went, went on. Um, and it, at the end of the day, those babies were born at 38 weeks, which is unusual for twins, no ICU time and, and our relationship intact. And, you know, I left that day, my son and I were holding these babies and he was just bawling. And he just said, mom, these boys will always know that you were here because of them or they were here because of you. And, um, cry. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I'm grateful to have had that time because he said, I've learned so many skills about boundaries and about different things to help me with my marriage and with my relationships. And so I'm going to tell you right now that don't ever give up on your thinking that you can't still have impact on your older children because the, this time was priceless. And when I thought I could never give them what I thought I could, there's still ways to do it. Yeah. I think one of the things that you said in the beginning is really important. And that is you took the time to have the intentions and you were very clear about what you wanted. And then you had the communication skills and the other skills to be able to bring those intentions to life. And I think that's really, really important. It is. And it's expectations, right? I sat down with them and said, what is the expectation? What do you need from me? Where, where am I crossing a boundary? Right. You're always checking instead of me just coming in like a bulldozer and saying, you need to change this. We're going to change this. We're going to change this because you want it. Like I did. No, I needed to find out what she wanted, what she needed. What was her expectation? What was my son's? And when you, when you ask what that is and respect that, did I, we don't always agree, right? They don't always agree with what we did. And so I think it's that power of, you know, that communication of what's the expectation, what's the intention and how do we work through when we hit snags? Yeah, absolutely. And not taking it personal. Right. And just having the, I use the word honor a lot. And I, we say like in our business, it's all about the love and we have to be what we want to see. Oh, I love that. Yes. 
Yeah, we so you do you model that behavior. And another thing is that that you mentioned earlier, and I wanted to pick up on is that when you were talking about perfectionism, and and it's so true. And when I talk with people about that, I say to them, you know what? There is no connection in perfection, not even in nature. You know, when they look at, even when they like graph seeds together, what do they do? They cut them up and they do all this stuff and then put them together because otherwise they don't grow. Yeah. So if everything there, I think perfectionism is such an important topic because there people are, are especially women are holding themselves to this standard that is killing them, you know, killing yes. adrenal glands, making them stress out all of these kinds of things, instead of recognizing that where real life happens is yes. when you put aside the mask you stop being perfect. You connect, you know, that's why the title of the show, Soul to Soul. You connect really soul to soul and you see each other yeah. and you honor, like you honor your son differently than your daughter-in-law. Yeah. You know, the you honor the baby, the granddaughter differently, yes. you know, but they still come within the boundaries of respect and you still have those those disciplines that you set up and the clear communication about expectations I think is huge yeah so it really is. so many of our listeners now have you know during COVID we got thrown into this like hello we are <laughs> all together now and nobody has any skills so let's see if we can figure this out and there you know there was more divorces during covid than than any other time and yeah. because people don't have those skills so that's part of what you're doing now is using the skills you know i tell one of my managers we we talk about, you know, he's like, well, they would just, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he gets frustrated. And I said, you know what? If they were perfect, you would be average. <laughs> right. And do you want to be average? No. And, it, and the other thing too, is I had just started Coffee with Kim. I had just started it. I was literally like six, seven weeks into it. And I'm literally picked up but see what a gift that was right to have my business um my businesses at that time I could just pick them up and I just put a little studio in the bedroom that I was in and I started coffee with Kim with the you know my I have too many wrinkles I'm too old all the excuses that we give each other right or gives ourselves give ourselves and I was like okay no, I'm just, I saw this vision. I know I needed to help people. So I'm just going to get it done. Right. And, and it was messy and not perfect. And I, the other day I looked at one of my old ones and I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> but it's the messiness that people can relate to. Yes. That's, that's like I said, that's the imperfection. That's where the connection happens when they see you I mean it's really easy even for me and I'm your good friend and I love you dearly I see you and I'm like wow 
She's so beautiful. She has all this going on. But, you know, but when, when you share your heart with me and you say, you know, oh man, Jill, I'm going through this. And, and I say, oh, yay. She's normal. She's like me. And that's where I think women need to come together. And we've been taught that we have to look a certain way and be, you know, be this and this image and that image. And it, it's really, we need to come together in our own unique way and support each other. Oh, there is. Yes. And there is such power in this. I have had, um, more power like you, you and I, right. And other powerful women who have come together and support each other and just what amazing things that are occurring as a result of that. I am a woman owned business here in Las Vegas and oh my goodness, it is, it is beyond. And people think of Las Vegas. Oh, it's the strip and stuff like that. There is a thriving, beautiful um, business community here that I am so proud to be a part of and some amazing, amazing women that I get to associate with. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Tell our listeners, what are some of the, the, now you've kind of put together some of these skills in kind of a step-by-step program. So go through some of those things. What, what are some takeaways that they can do like right away? Well, one of the, the biggest things um, that I found was for me was in change, especially when I was so shut down, I was in survival mode and I was doing personal development and I was watching this. And right now there's so much out there that it's hard to pierce through the noise. And so find those people that resonate with you that are doing what you want to do or have been where you want to be. Right. One of my really good friends here, um, before I even started doing this, I was putting stuff together, but it was going to be for my children, for my posterity. And I shared some of it with her. And she's like, Kim, she's like, that's selfish. She goes, other people. Do it. I said, yeah, but there's so many people out there doing it. But you want to know something that I have learned from that is we all connect in a different way. Right. And I, I connect so much with you, Jill, but there's other people I listen to. And I'm like, no, I, I don't get that. Right. So we all have that specialness. There's something that's inside of us that we need that we can offer. And I didn't realize that for so long. And yeah. once I did, it was, I did, I used this. So everybody has a phone, right? Everybody has a phone. I started putting one of my tools that I use because I'm, they call me the tool lady. It's really hilarious. Um, but one of the things that I put together are some tools and one of them is my phone and I use it for a lot of things. So pick up your phone right now. Who's listening, pick up your phone and turn your screen on and your like your selfie screen, right? So you can see yourself. And I want you to look in there and talk about the things that you love about yourself. Who's the person that you can't say anything naughty but you've got to just look at yourself and, and talk good to yourself. Then the next thing I want you to do is pick write down on paper because paper and pen don't type it on a computer. There is a power because that's my teacher coming out of me. There's a power in writing things down. So write down some of the things that you would like 
to change. And it can be anything. I love the four pillars, which is health, which is your wealth, your love, and your happiness. And so I break it down to those and say, okay, what are some things you want to change? And what are the top maybe one or two that you want to change? And what can you do? So for me, what I think is the most important right now to start with is mind is, is a mind shift. So everybody talks about mindset. I believe in a mind shift because mindset things, I think of that as just, it's set, yeah. it's not changing. And in this process, when you start to really want to change and to grow and to do things differently, you have to be, like you said earlier, you have to become a different person. So you want to change. So that change comes through habits and how you think. So changing how you think about yourself, you've got to start with yourself, man. I used to tell my husband what he needed to change and I needed to tell my kids what they needed to change. And this person needed to change. <laughs> Guess who needs to change <laughs> right here. So for I, when I figured out that I can't control anybody else and the only person I can control is me and the only person I can change is me and the most impact I can have right now is me is changing those habits, things like how I think, shifting how I think, right? Being aware. So being aware, get your phone out again. I'm giving you a really condensed version of my workshop. My I love workshop. it though. I love it. So true. <laughs> So, so one of the things you need to do is pull out your phone and you need to do a, um, a, a, your, uh, alarms. So alarms come from wake up calls. So how many here has had a wake up call? Ooh, I love this. So when we were younger and we had, um, phones, well, we still have them in the hotel rooms, right? There is, you, they'd say, Hey, here's a wake up call. And, you know, it would wake you up. And it, so we also have wake up calls in which you are sometimes on your back, like Les Brown says, and you're looking up, right? right? And you have those wake up calls. My health was a wake up call. I've had wake up calls with relationships with my, with my daughter, with my marriage, right? We, I mean, you can't be married 35 years and not have some wake up calls there. Right. And some, I mean, yeah, there's some time though. We'll talk another, I'll talk offline about one of our things that my husband and I do, but, um, but you need to um, have these wake up calls. So your alarms are those wake up calls. So I would set my alarm periodically through the day and I'm say, okay, how are you feeling? What are your thoughts? Right. And kind of have that check in with myself. Because those thoughts become feelings, become actions, right? Absolutely. So I, so I did a check-in with that. I would have um, an alarm to check in. What else did, was I, did I want to accomplish that day, right? Was, what was one thing if I got done at the end of the day? And what was my gratitude for the day at the end of the day when I go to sleep? And so whatever it is that you want for you, you know, make it your own. Make this tool your own. But take those things that wake you up and we ha and our phones are with us 24 seven. So um, those are two tips um, that I use. There's a third, but you have to come to one of my workshops to find out. 
<laughs> Amen. That is, <clears throat> excuse me, that is amazing. Just those simple things. And, you know, I think over, over the course of, uh, of the past few years, the different things that happen to you, it's really does lead back. That is the journey is yes. to the self-love. Oh. We go through that and it sounds trite. People think, oh, that's gushy, ushy, gush. But that is the destination. And once you do that, then that can come, then it's contagious. You know, I've noticed in my business, as I grow myself, so do my people. Oh, right. Because we're all just a reflection. You know, they see different things and we reflect different things. And a, a shaman friend of mine told me years ago that, Jill, like relationships are for learning. It's not about, he's like all relationships. You yes. think your employees and your contractors are like your, your children. They're here. No, they come to teach. Yes. You know, we all come to teach. And so it's being open to the reflections between people and the, what the lessons that we can see in each other, because like, I can see it in you and you can see it in me things that we, maybe we can't see in each other oh, you know, in ourselves. I mean. Yes. No, you have helped me in so many ways, Jill, you, you bring a depth and an understanding. Like when I come to you and I'm like, okay, this, I'm just really frustrated. I can't get to it. And you always just give me different perspective, right? And perspective is all of that. My children are my, have been, and I've said this hundreds of times, thousands of times, my kids and my students were my greatest teachers, my greatest teachers, kids. You want to learn about who you are. See how your kids are acting. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And my granddaughters have taught me people I'm in masterminds with. I've had some some amazing lessons, um, life lessons, you know, from just being in groups. So, you know, part of my, you said, well, self-love, right. But I think community. And one of the things that I teach in my workshop is, is this, um, the choice cycle. And I, and I, the reason why I did this is because as, and I can speak because I'm, I'm speaking as a woman, right. Um, but we get down to this hole. When, when things start going, these steps going down and we get really in these dark places, right? And yeah. we, and sometimes we don't even recognize we're in a dark place. And sometimes someone tells us we're in a dark place and we still deny it, but we want to stay there. We want to stay down there because we don't want people, we don't want to be vulnerable. We won't, we don't want to tell people we're struggling or we're having this or that, or they're going to think I'm a complainer. And that's what I did personally. And community is everything and you need to have and find your community. Um, You know, I've had talked to women who are like, well, women are mean. I don't want to be around women. Um, You know, and I understand that I had that happen to me when I was a a young girl and and I get those feelings and I kind of had that same attitude, but I think if we can um, 
allow ourselves to have some community, even if a community is two or three people or even one person, but you have, have your people that can help you in different ways and help you get back out of that, that pit, because I lived many years in that pit. I wanted to have the persona as a, a super mom. I was a mom of six. I was a superstar. I could do it all. And inside I was in that pit. Yeah. And that's, I think, really critically important now. I think people are recognizing that wearing, wearing the mask isn't, isn't working. Yeah. You know, that's what we had. And I think a lot of these things through the, the pandemic, people have like taken off the mask and really related and spoke truth to each other. Yes. And we were raised, I think women our age are raised with thinking that we need to pull off this image. You need to, you don't want to be a complainer. You don't want to be any of those things. You, you want to act like you've got it all going on, but the only time you connect with someone else is when you are speaking the truth and then they can look at you and they can say, Oh, me too. I mean, how many times have I called you or you called me and, and I'm like, Oh, Kim, me too. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, you too? You know, <laughs> you think I'm a certain way and I think you're a certain way. And when we're honest with each other and we say, oh yeah, me too. And because we get in our heads and we think that we are the only person that's not good enough. We Absolutely. think we're the only person that is going through all of this and we're alone and there is no other imperfect people out there. <laughs> and what are we going to do? And all of that. And when, when you do come together and you have that community and those people, you need to make sure, I think a lot of people have been cleaning house on their community. Yes. Because you need to make sure that you have people that you can talk to, but they're not going to go in the pit with you. Yes. They're going to be like, okay, I'll listen to you vent for, you know, a few minutes, as long as you need to get it out. But this is not where we're staying. Yes. Because they want to see, you know, they, they will bring out that's like, I have friends, Jill, that is not who you are. You know, so you come on out of that pit, you come on out of those feelings, you know, that's not true. That's why it doesn't feel good. You know, your emotions tell you when you start talking shit about yourself, that doesn't feel good. No, because it isn't true. Well, that's why I tell you on those alarms to put in to a check with you. Where are your emotions? What are you feeling? Because I can guarantee you. The feelings you're feeling has something to do with what you're thinking about. What are you thinking about yourself? What are you thinking about a situation, right? That's why I've called you before and said, okay, I need to check in. Am I being a little bit over, you know, drama on this or am I valid in what I'm thinking? Right. Recently I did that with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, And for me also in a, with, with those check-ins, I have to say to myself, Jill, are you in your head or are you in your heart? Yes. Is that what your head 
Is that a story that you're oh. We could go, we could do a whole show on stories. We could do a whole show on stories. <laughs> uh, but I mean, is that, is that like a story that you're creating or is, is that what's true and what's real? And, and I, I have to physically go from my head to my heart and say, okay, wait a minute. You know, this is starting to go a little wild up here. We got to come back in here. And you know what the word courage you know, the root of the word courage oh. means to come from the heart. Oh, I love that. And I just, when I learned that, I was like, wow. You because, kind of think of that lion, right? It's like the yeah, heart. Yeah. The, the exactly. big lion heart. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's really cool. Exactly. And it's, it's, that's where the shift has been. And I think that in order to build real success, family success, business success, relationship success, you've got to get out of the story mm-hmm. and into the heart. And then what you said about setting those intentions and having those check-ins, those like awareness check-ins, like, where am I? Yeah, because we can cycle. We can just go in this spiral, right? We start up here and then the story starts and then the kids are screaming and then we need this and the expectation and that just those expectations overcome us, right? And and sometimes when I'm like really in a grumpy, aggressive mood with my family or myself and I'm thinking, okay, what's the expectation here? Is it realistic? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, as you were talking about that, I was thinking it's just like the GPS. You know, we set the GPS when we're going somewhere. Do we set our GPS like every day? You know, okay, this is where I'm going today. This is what here, let's write this down. Years and years ago, I was listening to an Abraham Hicks CD and she was saying, your like internal guidance system is like the best manager. Like if you were a CEO and you had the best manager ever or assistant, you would say, okay, God, this is what I want. You know, this is what I want to get done today. And if you think like that and you set it in your GPS and then you do the check-ins, like you said, throughout the day, Because how many people start out their day and they're like, not sure what's going to happen today. Yeah. And guess what? At the end of the day, not sure what happened today. Right. And the other thing that happens too, and this is another part of a, a book that I'm putting together is we get on our journey, right? And we have the GPS, we have the intention, we have all this stuff, and then we get a flat tire and then we get lost or we get pulled up. I mean, we have these things, these distractions that just pull us off course. Right. And are we being present? Are we being aware that what this is happening? And if I do get a flat tire, okay. Right. Instead of just flipping off and, you know, having that spiral that go, how about we just say, okay, this is something that has come into my this needs, this is immediate attention because I can't get from point A to point B without it. So let's address this as we go now. And then we pick up where we go off. 
And if we, like you said, if we don't start that day with that intention, right. And knowing that things could take us off course, but we still, you know, we may not, it's like, um, what do you shoot for the stars and you might hit the moon or something like that? You know? Yeah. Do I get everything done every day? No. When I was working, and being with a two and a half year old and my son and my daughter-in-law and trying to get stuff done. Or right now my daughter had surgery and I have to do things, but she's having some trouble with it right now. So, you know, just juggling it. I had to juggle. I got to learn firsthand what these moms and these executive women and work from home moms are going through. I lived it myself. And I, if I had not had that experience, I wouldn't know. Right. And so it's, again, these struggles that, like I told Jonathan, you know, if everything were perfect, you wouldn't learn, you wouldn't develop, you wouldn't have the character that you do that is so amazing if you hadn't been through these things. And, And then what you do is then you pay those gifts. Those are gifts. They are. And then you pay them forward. Because somebody else out there needs your little perspective, needs your permission, needs your love, you know, just to give them some grace to feel like, like, no matter what you say, you know, I'm here for you. Right. And, but it's really hard. Sometimes we have people in life that want to tell us what to do. Or they say what you should have done, right? And holding that space and saying, you're okay. That's the the turning point I think I had with my daughter is instead of trying to just tell her how wrong she was on some things, I had to hold space and have her tell me what a horrible mother I was and all the things that I was doing wrong or I had done wrong. And being able to just sit there with her and not argue back with her or defend myself but just say, but sometimes we do things the wrong way, but it's still out of love. Right. Right. And that, so. that's the foundation for everything. And when you come back to that mm-hmm. and when you can see past, you know, when I do the, I, I'm doing these, these experiences now. And, and I I call them the shine experiences. And, Uh and I hold up a dirty shoe and I say, what do you see when you look at this? And people say a dirty dirty shoe. For me, that's not what I see is when I see that I've had 35 years of looking past the surface, looking beyond Seeing the potential within that. So that's what we learn in this experience is how to clean off that dirt and how to massage and take care of the person beneath that, beneath the mask, beneath the dirt. You know, how do we take care of that leather? How do we nurture people so that then we get the best out of them? How do we create space, which is what you did for your family? You know, but you, but you just gave me an aha moment right now. So you talked about seeing beyond it. I just had a flashback to when I was um, almost 20, when I was getting married 
And I was still nervous about marrying this guy, right? As we probably some of us do experience that. And it was just a dream I had one night. And it was like somebody saying, well, when things get really tough, this is, this is what he could become. And when sometimes I just want to throw him out with the trash, um, I have in the past, but it's been many years since I've done that. This is like back when I was early married, um, that I, that I had to like, okay, you know, there's something beyond him who he is now. And, you know, I'm having my anniversary on Saturday and I am going to share that. I, oh my gosh, what a beautiful thing. What a gift you just gave me. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Cause even, even this long in marriage, we need to see beyond the dirty shoe. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the biggest gift that you can give someone, you know, you've done it for, I would bet my life that you, you see beyond any of the behaviors in your kids, you know, you see, because I think that's a natural maternal kind of instinct, but it's the same way you do it with people too. Like you see the potential within them. And then that's the biggest gift you can give them is to just hold space where mm-hmm. you unconditionally accept them, but with boundaries, you know, you're not yeah. letting them, you know, do anything, you know, you got to stay within a certain respect, <laughs> a certain yes. honor, you know, I'm not yes. going to let you all over me, but that, that I do see it. And when you do that for the people that work with you and you see what's in them, you believe in them. Sometimes you have to do it stronger than they do. But when you hold that belief and you have that intention, just like what you did with your kids, it was so beautiful going into that situation to be clear on your expectations, clear on your intentions and having that clarity, like, this is where you are and this is where we want to go. I know that you have these abilities within you. So I'm going to push you a little bit. I'm going to hold you, but I'm going to push you a little bit to the, so that you expand your belief of yourself. Yes. And when you do that for someone with integrity, you, that's where you change lives because you create space for them to see the best of themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. uh, You make the biggest impact. Yeah, no, it is. I worked, I've worked with a, um, a, a business owner and she was having imposter syndrome and worked with her just you know, and she's like, Kim, this is so simple. I said, yes, but the, the issue is most people won't do the symbol simple. They won't do it consistent. They won't commit to it. First of all, they, these are my three C's. They won't commit. They won't be consistent. And the fact that you reached out into a community, she's like, well, you, like you said, I held, she goes, I know you wouldn't judge. And I know you would hold space for me. 
And having that experience, right? And it's an honor. I love how you use that word honor. It is an honor to work with people and give them the tools and give them and empower them to use them. And you're exactly right. Those tools are simple. And mm-hmm. you gave us so much value today for to give people some of those really simple tools. But people have the perception that if you if you learn, if you grow, if whatever you're doing, that it has to be hard. Yeah. And it doesn't. Nope. It has to be conscious, yes. caring, yes. consistent. Yes. You know, and simple. It can be simple. And and to be able to have that clarity with with where you want to go and the simple things. And that's the reason I think people skip over them. Yeah. Is is because they they think, oh, that's not enough. Right. <laughs> You know, that's not enough. I got to earn my way to heaven. Are you kidding? Like, (laughs) I got to go through some hell here before I'm worthy of doing all this. Oh, we could do a whole one on worthiness. That's just a whole nother one. (laughs) Totally. Totally. So it's so amazing. And so talk a little bit about as we're closing up here, I want people to know where they can get in touch with you. They can, obviously your coffee with Kim is now going to go international. Well, it already is. So it, yes, I have people from Malaysia that have been on from Australia, um, all over the world. Um, I love, oh gosh, you can see me light up. I love so much what I do. You've been on my show twice um, now and it is my gift. It's people come on, they convey what they do, love and want. They get to be celebrated um, and they get to connect with people that have what they want to offer. I am here to be your cheerleader. I'm here to be, help you to be, you know, have more, you know, more faces, more whatever. Um, I also go to copywithkim.com forward slash gifts, G-I-F-T-S, and you can download some gifts there. Um, I would love if you want to apply, you know, go to my apply link at copywithkim.com. You can apply. I'd love for you to, your, some of your listeners to be on my show. It'd be such an honor. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on um, YouTube. I have a YouTube channel, um, Copy with Kim Live. And so I would love for you to check it out. Reach out to me. I love connecting with people and meeting new people. <laughs> I know it's awesome. We are so soul sisters with that. Yes, I mean- we are. If you just ask me what I would like to do for the rest of my life is cheer people. Yep. You know, I, I just want to love people. I just, yeah. I want to celebrate them. I want to see them see themselves. Yeah. I want to have them see their potential. And that's why, you know, your friendship is such a gift to me. And oh, so thank gift. you so much for coming on the show today. And I thank think you really we gave the listeners some really great things they can implement right away yep. to take control and make a choice and get that GPS yes. going where they want to go. Awesome. So thank you. Thank so you. Much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. 
Well, join us next week for another amazing soul to soul conversation and connect with Kim on the show notes. There's all of her information is in there. So coffeewithkim.com forward slash gifts and have a great week. So thank you so much for coming on. What a blessing you you are. Oh, this is a gift. I love you. (laughs) Thank you.